Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, happy new year. We're doing a very special podcast episode this morning titled The Forecast of Life Coaching and Wellness in 2021. What's the future of the coaching industry? What's the forecast? Noel Cordeaux. Woohoo! We made it to 2021. Yes, and the new nickname <laughs> I am giving Noel for 2021 is Butter Knife. Yes, yes. <laughs> For so many reasons. Also because your last name uh, is always, to me, reminded me of Fancy Mustard, and it takes a butter knife to spread you around. True. I'll take it, man. You know, and I said to John before we hopped on, you know, that might be a great new tattoo. You know, a little bit sharp, a little bit blunt can be used for a variety of, of uh, circumstances. <laughs> you know, um, that's actually one thing that um, no one really knows about you is you actually have a lot of tattoos because uh, you're not that active on social media, so we don't see them, but you have a lot of, lot of ink. True, I do. And yeah. even, you know, even if I were um, active on social media, all of my ink is um, kind of on my torso in the mm, traditional right. um, Japanese fashion, so you wouldn't really see it anyway. I smell a new photograph um, coming from you on social media. Maybe oh, not. yeah? Yeah. <laughs> all of my, all the of entire torso. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I've been doing. I've been slowly building um, a tattoo corset, which I love. Yes. All right. Let's talk about life coaching and wellness in 2021, uh, which I think is exciting and different, uh, and also the future of coaching in general. Absolutely. So, you know, I think when we're thinking about 2021 and we're thinking about wellness, one of the first things that we have to address is that the world has changed. Nobody is emerging from the pandemic in 2020 yeah. the same. And that goes for us as individuals. And that also goes for our industry, which is wellness. Yes. And also, I don't think the world has changed. I think the world is changing, meaning we are state in we are still in the state of change and 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 uh, constantly. That's a great point. That's a great yeah. point. As I was, I've been talking with folks. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, I want to start planning for the end of the pandemic. I want to start planning to actualize what I want to keep from this mm. time and what I want to let go of. And um, one of our coaches sent me a really awesome worksheets that she did that kind of has a four-step process for working through that. And I'm going to have um, Journey Coaching posted on social media with her permission because I thought it was such a good jumpstart. Yeah. And you know, that concept is a fantastic metaphor for what we're talking about today is, you know, what's the responsibility of the wellness industry as we herald all of this change? What does mm -hmm. it mean? And mm -hmm. where are we going? Because wellness and coaching this year, this past year became buzzwords in media, yeah. advertising, public discourse, private conversations. Everybody's talking about how do we get well? Yeah, and and wellness is multi-dimensional. 
right? Yes. And this is where I think we're really starting to see shifts in the public's consciousness in the multidimensional aspect of wellness. It's physical, it's mental, it's spiritual, emotional, social, and environmental. Mm. Explain environmental, because that's really interesting to me. Absolutely. So physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, those are pretty common. Everybody knows what those are, right? But as we moved through 2020 and we moved through the pandemic, environmental and social wellness are things that started to pop up on our radar. Mm. And when we're thinking really specifically about environmental, it's quite literal. It's the area that surrounds you as a human. Right, right. So how do you think? How do you think with the pandemic in Zoom, um, it's impacted the environment part of the uh, of wellness? Greatly, greatly, yeah. and it, yeah. it's been um, a two pronged dawning of awareness. Number one, folks are really taking stock of their home environment, the relationships that exist in them, their relationships to space plants, pets, neighborhood, you know, Mm. regional areas, hiking outside to the broader expanse of, holy shit, our world is dying. Maybe we should probably wake up and take care of it. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, environmental has been, um, before it, I mean, I mean, especially growing up in the 80s, it was never even a, a, a word. I mean, it was, but it wasn't something that you would relate to wellness. Um, today, it's actually baked into it. You know, it's this uh, connection that we have not only to ourselves, but to the world, which is, which I think is great. Exactly. And then that flows into social wellness, which is, which is a new concept that we don't have a lot of language around yet. We don't have a lot of discourse around. I've been starting to hear language put to it in terms of healthy communities. And mm. I think that's really the closest that we've come to collectively thinking about what social wellness is. And, you know, if you guys are out there and you're listening and and this is exciting to you, this is one of the new frontiers for coaching and wellness. Get in there, start thinking about it, start writing about it, be one of the people to put words to discourse, to promote this area of wellness because it's vital right now. I also think this is where the word responsibility comes in. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so let's just, you know, pull it back because from a content creation perspective, if we're saying, okay, you know, wellness is multidimensional, what's shifting, what's changing, what are the new frontiers? We've identified environment and social. Mm -hmm. Um, And for somebody just starting out in the coaching space, it can feel really overwhelming to say, well, how do I lend my voice to these big, scary, important areas? And where my mind went to on the social front is thinking about your book coming out, Single Mm, on Purpose. And that's a really wonderful example of social wellness. You mean, um, when you you say my book, you mean like the... uh, the, the, the message or the theme or uh, me trying to give singlehood a cape, like that, that kind of social awareness? Absolutely. That right. it's, it's content specifically um, generated 
in order to help folks live socially well in a single status. Um, and we know that singlehood has been, you know, villainized by society mm -hmm. for so long. So when we're truly looking at social wellness, just taking that one layer, that one sliver, what does it mean to be a single person out there in the world? And let's start putting content to it. Let's start creating thought around it is, a, is an example of how you can contribute in your own way to discourse. Yeah. And this is what's happening, I think, with so many coaches, um, them putting out, whether it's a book, a blog, video, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, the, the forum that, that it comes out in. But this idea of we instead of I and trying to change, you know, the temperature, the landscape, um, definitions, like these really big things. And I think that's, um, it's just so exciting, you know. It is exciting. And so let's leapfrog here and talk about why coaching is really uniquely situated right now. And it's because coaches do exactly what you just described, help individuals do things that are hard and new and mm. incorporate wellness activities into their lifestyle. So remember that multidimensional approach of mental, spiritual, emotional, social, environmental, and physical. That's a massive spread. So yeah. if there's one thing in any of that that you as a coach are listening and say, oh, I do that, well, the world has changed, and as things begin to open up, um, people need help. They need partnership as they're really looking to bring wellness activities into their life. Yeah, and during my lifetime, I think this is the single greatest thing that I've seen, um, and that has also directly changed my life, is uh, wellness activities and lifestyles uh, turning into daily lives, you know, this idea of wellness not being something that we just read or, um, you know, we, we, we do on the weekend, but is, is threaded into our daily lives. It's a new way of life. And I think that's what's creating um, the boom of, of wellness, you know, in the last five, 10 years. Absolutely. And as we roll into 2020, 2020, 2021, wow, uh, lots of numbers there. The <laughs> The one of the places where this is really going to be highlighted and emphasized is workplace wellness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to say, um, Journey is a great example of that. You know, me um, being on the inside, observing, uh, watching you guys, seeing how you run the company. Um, wellness is a it's a huge factor in the company. It's not just. Um, a company like it was back in the day, uh, you know, in the eighties and nineties, it's, it's, it's a, it's a community, it's a, a safe space. It's a place for you to, to, you know, play in the sand. It's so many things under the umbrella of, of wellness instead of just quote unquote work. Yeah. So let's talk about that because I'm, I'm happy to pull the wool back and talk about what we do and, and why we do it and how we do it differently than other companies. So yeah. number one, we run on a cash conservative model. Um, what does that mean? That means that uh, we don't pull huge profits out in terms of salaries and bonuses. We're all mm -hmm. very humble. We're all very modest in the way that we operate. And we reinvest that money back into the company to provide enough of a runway that there's stability. Mm -hmm. So right there, when you take away the pressure on the humans to drive profits, to feed large sums of money to few, and 
work from the perspective of we want to build this thing to be around for a really, really, really long time so that it can employ and serve hundreds of thousands of people. It's a complete mind shift. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're doing is you're building safety and trust. You're building safety and trust with both our consumer base and with our employees. And something that I say on a regular basis is the company is built to serve the humans, not the other way around. Mm, Yeah, I love that. And that is a really fundamentally radical concept in terms of how most people view work. It's drudgery. You have to go into this place every day. There's fear. Um, right, there's, right. you know, there's punishment. It's punitive. We're going to give you performance evaluations. We're going to, you know, dock you if you don't produce. And that doesn't help people thrive. No. <laughs> Some of the darkest times in my life uh, were working for companies, treatment centers where uh, the CEO or the owner would um, run the company like Darth Vader, and it was all driven by fear. And I remember uh, I had one job where I had to, to uh, sign out to go to the restroom and sign back in. And that, that was the moment where I was like, I can never come back to this kind of space. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. I was talking with one of our instructors Um about, you know, she was beefing up on some research for classes over the holiday. And she said, well, how do you want me to log in and track my hours? And I said, oh, just, you know, put them on a, on a spreadsheet and send it to me. And she said, you would trust me in that way. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, where do you work otherwise? Like right, well, right. what happens <laughs> out there? Like, oh no, no, no. And the undoing part is, is honestly pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, I work really hard myself to kind of keep the panic at bay of I'm not working hard enough, I'm not doing enough. And, you know, one of the things that I keep in mind, and I've really been noodling on is that rest and the act of taking rest is actually um, an anti-capitalist concept. And Mm. rest, doing nothing is so necessary for regeneration, for restoration, for boredom is necessary for creativity. And when we feel this panic that we must work, we must produce right, the question, right. you know, what God are we serving and why? Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we live in a, a, a world where, you know, you're supposed to be the hardest person working in the room. And when, and if you're not working, someone else is catching up or going past you. So there's this anxiety and panic that you're not doing enough. Absolutely. And when, when we sit with a concept of enoughness, that's when the shackles start to fall off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. And I have to credit um, generations who are coming after you and I. Yeah, really absolutely. Pushing this into the fore. There's been um, a phrase, a buzzword called generation woke that has mm. been rolling around. And it refers to a shift towards the collective consciousness um, where younger generations, specifically millennials and generation Z, have said no more no more. And those are the guys who are driving consumer behavior change and really holding brands accountable, um, holding wellness providers accountable. And as a a leader, as a CEO, as a business owner, um, the concept of accountability can be really scary, especially with cancel culture. But, you know, what I've learned is that listening, is where it's at. 
that's where the magic mm-hmm. happens. In instead of saying, "Oh God, you know, accountability. What does this mean for me?" Um, it, the the mental shift that I've experienced recently is saying, "How can I listen? How can I be of service? Yeah. How can I force the change that these brilliant minds are saying? We need this. We need it now. We needed it yesterday." This is why coaches are so important these days. You know, this is why uh, a journey so important is we are teaching people how to listen, how to be of service. Oh, yeah. And and I can't speak enough about the importance of listening. And that goes hand in hand with rest and um, restoration and slowing down. If you're zooming, you're going to miss the really important gems that are being offered to you from the world around you, from your environment, from your um, your social network, from your your clients, from your peers, and you know all of it kind of gets wrapped up into this this bundle of where we need to go with change. Yeah, and when she said zooming, she's talking about going really fast. She's not talking yes. about actually using Zoom because now that's a, <laughs> a that's a thing now. <laughs> it is a thing, and but you know, Zoom fatigue is real. Like yeah. that, that is also true. You know what I started doing um, this week? A friend of mine sent me, who is also one of our journey coaches, and I love her so much. Um, a friend of mine sent me an aromatherapy kit, and. Mm. So I, I work from home. I, I typically work at my dining room table. I'm at the dining room table right now. And, you know, thinking about home environment, how do we spatially transition from work life to home life? And so right. I want to use the aromatherapy to signal, okay, my work day is done and I'm now entering into my home life. So I'm hoping it'll kind of be a little bit of a Pavlovian response where I'm like, oh, I smell peppermint. It's now time to <laughs> to be home. I'm like, Yeah, but, you know, um, as simple as that is, it's really important, especially now where uh, people are forced to turn their home environment into a healthy workspace because um, we do need uh, uh, reminders. We do need boundaries. We do need lines because if that line is blurred, then we're going to go back to um, – working from the time we get up to, to when we go to sleep and, you know, not taking care of ourselves. And not taking care of ourselves. Exactly. And and given this, this push towards wellness, I think we have all learned collectively, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of each other. We need to take care of our communities. We need to take care of our environment or we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think coaching is definitely uh, contributing to this in a positive way. So as you go through, uh, especially our coaching program, um, knowing that you taking care of yourself is uh, being responsible if you're going to help other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I came up with a two-step playbook for coaches as we're kind of looking out into the expanse of 2021 and starting to game plan for what's Mm -hmm. next. And Step one is to acknowledge that the world has changed. Yeah. If there, yeah, I, I think that at this exact point, folks who aren't willing to acknowledge that the world has changed are going to be left behind. Well, um, I think that's where you're going to suffer. Yeah. I think 
um, suffering stops when there's radical acceptance, you know, mm-hmm. and of course it's not easy, but acknowledging, yes, the world is, whether you like it or not, there has been change. No one can, no one can say, I mean, if you say that there hasn't been, you're just in denial, which to me is, is suffering. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So how do we do that from a functional perspective? If the world has changed, then we need to meet consumers and clients where mm-hmm. they currently exist. Yes. And we as providers need to adapt. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, one version of that is uh, coaches are now being delivered into your living room or kitchen or, or, or you know, cell phone. Um, we are in the sky. We are mobile. We are nomadic <laughs> digitally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those of you at home, who want to do a deep dive and Google what John's talking about, there are some great reports out now on what's called the omni-channel approach, Mm. which is different kinds of digital offerings mixing live and digital in order to be very adaptive and responsive to meeting people where they're at. Right. Um, And then step two is we really need to be conscious about the way that we're creating value in this new world as it unfolds. And that's where people freak out, right? Because this is all uncharted territory for Mm -hmm. everyone. There's no formula out there that can tell us how to do things. And so what we need to do is listen, learn, and adapt, and then repeat it. Yeah, you know, um, because this is all new, because there is no, um, you know, single playbook, uh, listening, adapting, uh, that's, that's, I mean, that is the recipe, right? That is the prescription. That's how uh, we're going to uh, help as many as we can and also evolve ourselves. If we are not listening and we're just talking or just, you know, putting our shits on other people, um, that, that we're not actually helping anyone but ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and that that self focused approach isn't going to work anymore, um, right. because we people have suffered too much. They don't they no longer care about you know what you're doing. They want to know mm-hmm. how what about me, right? And yeah. so um, from that perspective, asking your clients what do they want, what makes them feel comfortable, explore and define how you can expand your services to literally accommodate people, and then figure out where you fit in with this new fluid landscape. Mm-hmm. All of this is um, scary for many, uh, but also exciting for many. Um, and I don't know about you, but for me, I'm just, I'm so grateful to be living in a time where, where all of this change is happening. I am as well. And I'm, I'm grateful to be, um, to be having this conversation with you and to be part of this partnership and this company that gets to think and talk about these things because, you know, holy shit, I never in a million years dreamed that we'd be on the precipice of um, such tidal waves of change and so poised within an industry to really create impact. And just to every single coach out there, I'm proud of you and yeah. I'm proud of us and I'm yeah. proud of us for building this industry and let's keep going. Yeah. And thank you so much for um, helming this and steering the ship and um, incorporating all these values into the company, because that's actually what makes our company stand out and and something that, you know, makes me, um, I don't know if the word is proud, but it makes this whole journey meaningful. Awesome. 
Awesome. Aww. <laughs> All right, my friend, let's figure out what kind of cutlery you are for next time. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, you're a butter knife and I'm a pocket knife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm only 5'8", guys. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening. And if you're uh, interested in um, writing with us, check out journey.co and um, we'll see you next time. Next time. All right, be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's jrni.co slash everything.